A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Before we get into this week's episode, we have reviews. Uh, if you're not aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it at the beginning of the episode. It uh, doesn't have to be a positive review. It just has to be five stars, and we will read it on air, as you're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's jump let's in. Read it. First review is entitled Buckle Up for Cosmic Delight, and it comes from Yoga Plus Cats. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Safe. Oh, yeah. We love what it already. A, what an equation. We love it. <laughs> I've been listening to What's Your Sign since March of 2018. I'm pretty sure I've caught Ooh. every episode. I've been obsessed with astrology since I was a tween and after years of study, I started my own client practice and keep a daily transit page on Insta. I love listening to this podcast because Stevie, Lisa, and Julia each offer perspectives and personal anecdotes that bring the concepts alive beyond what you might study in traditional course books. These three are sparkling and hilarious company in your headphones or car. Even as a professional astrologer, I can say that astrology is a lifelong commitment to learning. Big leaps in understanding are made by the connections you can create in dynamic conversation. Of course, that's just this air science take wink emoji. <laughs> Love you at future past underscore astrology. Oh, I know this page. Gonna... It's a great page. Great follow, page. give them a follow again at future past one word underscore astrology. And thank you so much for that review. Yeah, that was an amazing okay, review. Cats. Okay, talented with their words, the air sign. Yes. Oh uh, my god, I love this. Instead, I just pulled up follow i love it <laughs> you just got a subscriber uh the next review is from baby lamry <laughs> oh baby oh baby lamry thank you mama uh the title is amazing conversation 
Hey ladies, Taurus Sun, Leo Moon, Taurus Rising, fellow horse girl, and Waldorf student here. Oh my god! Uh, uh, thanks so much for creating this fabulous conversational astropod. Just like learning a new language, learning astrology, it is best learned when applied. For me at least. It's just the best. You guys are hilarious and I really appreciate the longer format. Keep talking the good talk. Much love. Yellow heart emoji. Wow. Okay, we'll do. Thank you, baby Lamry. I love this. See, baby Lamry gets it. This is exactly like that's love you. Your next review comes from Rach Scorpio Gem Leo and it's titled Love This Podcast. I love, love, love this podcast. Scorpio Sun, Gemini Moon, and Leo Rising here. And I can't say enough about this podcast and these awesome women. I've gotten my Capricorn Sun, Capricorn Moon, and Cancer Rising boyfriend into astrology by listening to this podcast with him. We love it. I think I'm probably your stereotypical Scorpio, physically speaking. I went through a jet black hair phase for about eight years, and I'm currently in my platinum blonde phase. Yeah. <laughs> very Scorpio. I definitely feel myself connecting more and more with my Leo rising, and I think that's really cool. I have a fourth house, Scorpio stellium, and three planets in my third house, so I've really enjoyed your third and fourth house episodes. I have a bucket chart design, and I'm trying to learn more into my Gemini moon, but I'm not sure exactly sure how. I'm a teacher. And I have a board dedicated to astrology. I put students' birthdays and positive and negative traits associated with their signs. They love it. I'm learning so much from you all, and I'm excited to bring that into my classroom. I teach high school English, and I couldn't think of a better topic to get students thinking about who they are and who they want to be. Thank you so much for your energy and your knowledge. You are fantastic women. From Rachel. Damn. Oh, my God, Rachel. This is so cool. Rachel, I love this. I I wish we could be in your class. Oh, my God, right? That's so this cute. is so cool. That's so cool. Thank you so much. What an awesome uh, thing to share. So cool. And it sounds like you're you are absolutely leaning into that Gemini moon. That's yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. It's so interactive and social. Like yeah, I and bringing it. your interests like into your work too. It's like the duality thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. This next review comes from Shannon. 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 Entitled <laughs> love- "Getting My Taurus." Oh, love the show as a Taurus sun, Aries moon and Leo rising. It feels like I can always turn on this pod to reaffirm all the comfy, indulgent parts of myself. And also, I've often been confused by Sagittarius energy, especially those harsh, quote unquote, jokes y'all sometimes throw my way. But this has led to an understanding of those Sages in my life. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Shannon, 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 Shannon. Shannon is the name of one of my favorite all-time bosses, and I hope this is him. And if not, I still love you, Shannon, 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 Shannon. <laughs> Shannon's a cool name. Like, it's just yeah. a chic, it's Especially a chic name. Super cool. Hearing it over and over and over again like yeah. that, I'm like, I like it. You know, I sometimes you hear a name and you're like, mm, this doesn't sound right. Shannon sounds right. Shannon. Mm-hmm. Ah, cute. Okay, your next is up is from Jill Spin, and it's called Such a Great Podcast. I just recently found WYS podcast on IG and I absolutely love it. Ooh, algorithms are working. As someone getting into the astrology world, it's a mix of information and fun. The ladies are so funny and relatable. I feel like I'm listening to a conversation between my best friend, a Virgo sun, Cancer moon, Gemini rising, and me, a Cancer sun, Scorpio moon, Virgo rising. Thank you, WYS, exclamation point, exclamation point. Well, thank you, Jill Spin. I'm glad we can all just get, we're just gabbing together. I feel like, you know, people do say like, it feels like I'm in a conversation room. Like, I do feel like there's other people with us sometimes. Like, I does feel like there's a presence of 
others. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a community here for sure. And sometimes they're actively present and sometimes they're passively present. And mm. Both ways are beautiful. Yeah. Your next review comes from S-L-I-D-G-U and it's titled Love Love. Libra Sun, Pisces Moon, Scorpio Rising. The Deborah Silverman ep is the one that got me to actually write a review. What a woman, but I love this <laughs> podcast. The read of each house and planets in the houses is really helping me to get to grips with houses as that's my current focus of study. I've got such a backlog of episodes to listen to and I'll probably be really upset when I actually catch up and have to wait for new episodes. Aww. Aww, thank you. Thank you. That is like the hottest compliment actually. Like, yeah. you know when you like love a show and you're like, you do want more. Like you don't want just the mm-hmm. one episode that came out that day. You're like, no, I want a few. Yeah. yeah. I love so it. Cute. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for your reviews. Um, it means a lot to us. It helps it us chart better. So it helps new people find us. And it also just like makes us feel really good. So thank you so much. Um, we love hearing from you. We love these stories and we appreciate uh, all of the support that you give us. If you haven't left a review, uh, think about it. If you're into it again, like I said, does not have to be positive. It just has to be five stars. We'll read it as long as it's not, you know, shitty uh, mm-hmm. to any anybody uh you but can ask critical. personal questions which is it's a hot thing to do yeah. get your squeeze your astro questions in promote your business we really don't care it's your review do with it what you want just has to be five stars again um but thank you uh to those of you who have written reviews like i said it means so much to us and we we love you guys we couldn't do this without you uh and here is this week's episode Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the opportunity for expansion of this podcast. Hell yeah, you've expanded your hair. <laughs> Best, yeah. Best wig award 2020. Oh God, you guys. I oh got so many more. I won't, I'm addicted now. I think this is my 12th house coming out. It's so cool. It. You look so Instagram right now with your like ice <laughs> and your beanie and the glasses and the hair. And like, the fake nose ring and everything. Oh, my oh God, the wild. nose ring. I thought oh, I saw yeah. that and I was like, does Lisa have it's a nose a fake. ring? No, it's a fake. That I have a bunch you, you actually. You posted is so funny of that mom. Did you see oh, that? Yeah. On Lisa's stories. What was it? Some mom wrote a review that was like, I got my daughter this. Uh, um, because I didn't want her to get a nose piercing and now she just wants it even more. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, it's a great product, but don't try to pull one over on your kids like <laughs> I did because it'll work too good. <laughs> yeah, because then then you see how it looks and then you go, oh, it does agree with my face. I will now get mm-hmm. a nose ring. Just to paint a picture, I'll probably use Lisa selfie for the artwork of this episode. But if you aren't looking at it, Lisa's wearing a beautiful ombre 
like nipple length long wig mm-hmm. with a bean yellow mustard cool. beanie. Oh yeah, it's curled. Like it's like got body. It looks great. And it's fresh out of the packaging. Fresh bag hair. Read them it looks leaf. like you're going to like Apple Pick or something right now. Yes. Like that I mean that's like the level. I know which you kind of did, but did, kind of. the beanie is mustard color, which really puts us into fall mode. Yes, I it's... agree. And I actually stole this beanie from Scott, and I've been he I he said I hid it from him because he wanted to steal it back, and it turns out that he actually hid it from me, and was gaslighting me. Whoa! And he gave it to me because he left town, so he was like, "All right, you can wear it." And now Aww. it's yours. This is yours now. This is your yeah, from, I'm, I'm keeping from, it. From gaslight to gift. Right? <laughs> How cute. How sweet. Maybe. <laughs> I, I love it. I think this is, I mean, you mentioned before off pod that the key to a cheap wig is putting a hat on top, which I've never yeah, even totally. thought about. That's a great mm-hmm. life hack. Life yeah, hat. You do, you do have to. You got to dress up a, a cheap wig because... Or like, I, yeah, I, I had to buy one for a bachelorette party and I got like a big barrette for it too. Oh, and that was perfect. fun. But it's like, yeah, you have to like, let them know that, you know, it's not, you're not trying to like pass this as your hair. <laughs> well, I went out in the wild today too. And I was like, I wonder if people are going to treat me differently because I look different. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really going to try to engage with people. Like when I'm walking around and shit and see like how people are. And- and now I they were it was different, but I don't know if it was because I was being different. So it was <laughs> tough. But like the people at Trader Joe's were like super nice to me. And I'm like, whoa, this is strange. And then uh, we were talking before because Stevie started foraging and then she got me into it. I'm like, I, so did, okay, I, went, I didn't know if I got you into it. I'm so flattered <laughs> to even hear this phrase. Also, I've foraged like once, but I haven't keeping my eyes peeled. So I guess that counts as foraging more. You're into I just, it. Yeah, you're I'm into in it. I don't. I Googled knives. It inspired me because yes. I wanted to go get something. And then <laughs> people were staring at me and I was like, it's the wig. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're stealing. You're like foraging right now. That's what they're looking at. Where did you forage in? A forest, or did you go I went neighborhood? To lagoon. Oh, because the um, I was trying to get sea beans, and they only grow near salt water, like saltwater marshes. So they grow. That's what makes them salty. So they grow from yeah. the salt beds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like lagoons, lakes, and or like salt lakes, and you know, whoa, ocean. How many? So I saw your picture of the sea beans. Did you get more than those or was that was that your haul? I just yeah, I just took some because I don't know how long they last. There mm. there's way more mm. over there, so I know I can go back and get more. Sick. But I don't know how long they last and I don't know if I'll use them that much. So I don't want to like waste. Mm-hmm. So um forage background. I don't think I've talked about this yet. I mean, I've talked about it in person and online at length, but I don't think it's made it to the space <laughs> yet. But I found a big mushroom that is Apparently, the number one edible wild mushroom that I mean, morals are huge and like, but chicken of the woods is the one that I encountered a block north of my house. So just growing off a regular ass tree, um, it was big. It probably yielded about two pounds of shroom, and I might even be underestimating. It was I like froze a shit ton. Like I just had it's a huge. lot. It was big. Mm-hmm. I'll put a pic. Um, or will I? I I will. I love this mushroom. I like it's also just a beautiful mushroom, but 
I was so I was inspo. I'm going to shout out my forge inspiration, which is my friend Jessica Vicious, the twin sister of Alexa Vicious, who design our artwork. And so she goes down to like somewhere in the Midwest, and she her feed the last few weeks because it's fall is just been shroom after shroom after shroom. And she is a serious forager, so she inspired me. But not even inspired. I just noticed a mushroom and was like, oh, I can eat that, right? Like, it was just like a connection that I had just recently seen a lot of foraging going down. So I posted the pic. 20 people told me to eat it. And then I was like, all right, that's enough. And then I joined Mushroom Facebook land, which is a really great place. Since it's fall, they're now posting memes of like how all these mushroom newbies are like rushing in because everyone's noticing mushrooms all around because this is prime mushroom growth season. Um, so it's pretty funny to see the inside baseball of the mushroom community uh, talking about all of us newbies who now got the taste. I get hunting now. Like I understand why people maybe go hunt, even though it's not an animal, which is preferred for me. So this is like, this just hits all all the things. And now I'm looking at a mushroom knife that folds and has a brush on the end. That's what I'm like looking Ooh, so you can get the debris. So brush it yeah, I know. There's cute merch you can get. You can get like wicker baskets and like Yes. Well, you know you do you know how to repopulate them, right? The mushrooms? Yeah. No. Okay, so this is the whole thing. I don't. And I'm like, can I grow these? And I cut my mushroom when I did I tried to pull it off the tree. I couldn't pull it off the tree. So then I ran home and got a steak knife. And then I was carving a mushroom off a rich person's tree with a steak knife. And I was like, oh, I cut it in a way like a little bit out because I was like, this is regenerative, right? So I'm not going to cut it all the way to its core. But no, I don't know how to repopulate. Tell me more. They, so the head of the mushroom, have you ever done like a spore print? Like in, I feel like we did them in like mm-hmm. uh maybe kindergarten or I don't know in elementary school I don't think so I don't know what that you is pull it off the cap mm. off of the stem and then you can like put it on a piece of paper leave it for I don't know how long maybe a day or whatever and pick it up and the next day it'll be like a print of all the spores the spores yeah. is the seeds basically of the fungus so that's going to be how you would uh recreate them uh, I think you can capture the spores in like tinfoil and just put them in Spread a them out. muggy dirt and <laughs> They should repopulate. So this one is a shelf mushroom. So it didn't have like a stem. So I don't. Interesting. It does have spores because I think all mushrooms come from spores of Mm -hmm. some type. But yeah, they grow a lot of the times on dead, dead wood, the TV show, but like dying wood and logs is their main where you'll find them. Um, But I was finding on Etsy, you can find like little, almost like how you have like a, like for houseplants, like the little fertilizer nuggets or thing, like, you know, like plant food, they sell spores in like these suppository looking OB tampon type things. And then you wedge them into your, wherever you're trying to grow them. Yes, mm. you can do that for sure. And there's some mushroom spores that are very hard to get and you can definitely do that and grow them in your closet. Not that I've done that. Oh yeah, no, that's like, that. I guess it's like, I found this out again in the mushroom community that it seems like psychedelic mushrooms are like, I think it's legal to sell their seeds, but like technically illegal to have psychedelic mushrooms or whatever the laws is per your state. Yeah, you can buy the spores, but not in California. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, noted. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Guess I'm taking a road trip. No, just kidding. (laughs) Guess I'm getting a mail to my mom's house. No. (laughs) Well, this is just me. 
this is just making me think, and I think that it is. This is a perfect, a perfect tie-in for today's topic. It's making me think of how much we forget that there is like literal food all around us, mm-hmm. and not all the time, not all the time. But this idea, I think, because we are so removed from nature, a lot of us, not all of us, um, that we forget that like, oh yeah, you can eat that or that's how like, or you're supposed to, we, we are supposed to like look on trees and be like, oh, there's a thing that we can Mm -hmm. take home or whatever. So I think it makes, uh, but we have this condition now, at least I do sometimes where it's the opposite where I'm like, I, I almost mistrust something more if it's like from someone's garden or something like that, where I'm like, I don't know if that's been through like, inspection or something which (laughs) is the complete i maybe there is some truth to that but i'm like weirded out it like feels too well you think um, there'd be quality control right when you're getting food allegedly if we have food processed for us it should be high quality but then we all know that's not always the case either there's even something about like the not the aesthetic but it is something like that where i'm like oh i don't know if that's safe like my brain just is broken to be like that doesn't look safe because it doesn't look like the right size or the right whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's not uniform well i also think that because in the culture i grew up in like we have certain dishes that like they wouldn't be probably sold in the store like raw meat dishes and stuff like that where oh everyone's like very picky about eating it like I wouldn't order it out either I would only eat if I knew who was making it kind of like certain things um yeah like I think I was just taught that like oh yeah you eat this because like you know where it came from you know like there's like a moldy Mm -hmm. cheese dish also from Middle Eastern culture which is like on the menu at a Middle Eastern restaurant sometimes, but it's like, mm, if my grandma didn't make that, like, I'm probably not going to just mm. order it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that maybe starting there is like a good place. Cause I feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, I don't trust this. It didn't come from the grocery store. And when I was foraging, like the app says like, don't eat anything. And I'm like, I'm going to eat these, but <laughs> Oh, yeah. Eat it. Eat at your own risk. Your own doing. Yeah. At your own risk. And if it's your own doing, it's like a little bit better than somebody serving you food you're uncomfortable with. That's like different. Well, also with like foraging, um, astrologer foragers, hashtag we're we're fall 2020. (laughs) Astrologers who forage. Oh, my God. That's the tag. That's that someone's thrown a bachelorette party once or twice. I've a bachelorette party and I did just start watching Emily in Paris, who's a social media branding expert. And so, <laughs> okay, my mom called me not to catch up today, but to talk about Emily in Paris. She's like, You gotta watch it. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life and oh. I cannot get enough. That's what I told her. I was like, I'm pretty sure the review's been that it's very bad. The only people who've said it's really good are people that love Paris. And I think they're only watching it for Paris and not Emily. <laughs> like, I think it's for the ambiance of Paris. Hey. Paris has that effect. I could absolutely <laughs> see where if you just want to be taken by Paris, like you would absolutely love this. It's Darren Starr, well, creator of Sex in the City. So uh, that okay. to me, it also feels familiar. The like uh, level of um, like <sighs> superficiality to it or whatever. Okay. But yeah, okay. sorry. Okay. I'm watching Kitchen Confidential, the TV show, and oh. it 
After I read the book, after you recommended it, yes. uh-huh. and the TV show, have you seen it? Wait, what's? I don't think I know the TV it's show. So crazy. It was it's a so very crazy. short-lived TV yeah. show. I know the it's movie. So like they made a the movie. The movie is great. Burnt with um, love. Burnt is so good. Wait, isn't there a movie just called The Kitchen Confidential, but with like Catherine Zeta-Jones and somebody else? You're and, thinking no. You're what am thinking I thinking of? The one with Aaron Eckhart, yes. which is um, hang on. Oh my god, I cannot believe I'm gonna have to look this I up. I need this it's, um, now. It, I need this for tonight. It is Aaron Eckhart. It's also, Aaron Eckhart. It's Catherine. Him. I've absolutely seen this movie, and I love Aaron Eckhart, you guys. And I, I don't think I've ever seen this. Okay. Also, um, so I don't. When my mom was recommending Emily in Paris, she was like. It remind. She's like, I would have sworn it was gonna say directed by Nora Ephron. She's like, but then I remembered she's dead, and I was like, yes, you are, you are right. But also, I get, I know what you mean by Nora Ephron energy. Obviously, yes, that's the vibe. Um, okay, so the movie's called No Reservations. Okay, which was the name that's of Anthony Bourdain's TV show? TV show. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I gotta see this. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Dude, you gotta look it up. The poster in and of itself, it. back to back I've never in seen the kitchen. That. I did. I did just watch. (gasps) I need to watch. You're gonna love it. I did just watch. You've got mail, and it was amazing. So throwing it out there, and then I started Sleepless in Seattle right after because I was like, let's keep it going. I didn't like it at all. We turned it off. We turned it off. It's bad. Yeah, I think that You Got Mail is a superior movie. So all the hot takes. Okay, back to the Forage report. Great great scenes between Rosie and Meg Ryan. Um and an iconic like female mm-hmm. energy film, mm-hmm. but I do think that you got male better. Okay, sorry, just had to get that off my chest. We just started watching the Nora Ephron documentary too, <gasps> the- which also what? Where's highly, that? Highly recommend HBO. It's called oh. Everything Is Copy. I don't know if it's a Max exclusive or um, I'm writing all this down, but I, it's. I, I mean, it's so great. She's a Taurus, also. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Hang on, I it's looked on up Hulu. her. Oh, I no, looked premium. up her chart because I was like, I've got to know what this is. Did I have? Did I save it? Um, Pisces Moon, Taurus Sun. What was her rising? I mean, that all makes sense, right? I mean, just that dreaminess. Virgo rising, maybe. Oh, and actualizing mm-hmm. those dreams but it was, it, to screen. Yeah. Um, no, that's too on the nose of Virgo rising. Cancer rising, maybe. <gasps> I mean, I love it. Wow. I love yeah. It all. I don't know, but it was something, but she also, uh, sorry, forgive me for the way that I'm stringing this part together because I don't mean it that way, but they all just talk about how mean she is. What? The, no. Like, but like, it, but in a funny way, but in a way where it was like, yeah, she was super ambitious and um, mean a lot of times, huh. but not actually, pr- probably not mean, just a woman who's assertive right. and honest. So, and, woman director doing her yeah, job. Yeah. Although She's I mean, making the lightest the- rom-coms in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think probably she was mean at times, but it was also it's you just don't hear people say it in such a like honest way, which I think is a testament to her and how honest she, she was. Maybe she that, owned it. Yes, exactly. Well, she's I a Taurus. We're always yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. We're like we've been branded yeah, we as mean, mean for what since yeah. born. Like but it was just, like perfect. It was I was like, oh, it all makes so much sense. And I love definitely recommend the Nora Ephron everything watch. copy. Gonna watch what that. We, what were you going to say about the forage foraging? This is just the thing for anyone that's looking to go cut their own wild food out there. And if you're like a city slicker like me, what <laughs> everyone said on the forums, by the way, is obviously don't, you shouldn't eat things that just grow that you don't know. Also, hot tip, if something's growing low to the ground, luckily my mushrooms were kind of up in a tree. 
if it's low to the ground and you're in the city or somewhere with more people and things, beware of dog pee, dog mm-hmm. poo, and like, you know, it's foot level. So like anything that could get kicked up in its stuff and wash thoroughly. And also, which is I think interesting to think of in terms of our diets or like adjusting to new food or whatever was everyone was like cut a little piece and try it the night before like try like a healthy bite and then see how it reacts to you and then if you're all good then go ham the next day which is exactly what I did and I was like it was nerve-wracking and scary and I was like did I just poison myself (laughs) which was uh but it seemed very low like the risk of if you didn't take to it it might just be that you have an allergy to it and you just didn't know that because you don't who eats chicken of the woods also people were calling it chicken of the neighborhoods because now everyone's finding in their neighborhoods because it's the season but trying a little bit but introducing food slowly is such a like raw unique i don't it's so rustic it's just cool it's yeah it's like when you're a baby what are you gonna Mm -hmm. make with the sea beans do you just like fry them up and salt them and chow down Um, you do not add salt because they're so salty. Oh. They're, they're like for salt, pretty much. Um, they are – Seems I'll like probably a blanch ste- them. Seems like a stir-fry situation. Yeah. They're really good. I, I think that's like a lot of the recipes. And then they also – I've only had them in salads. But I – my blood pressure can get go up a little. It's not like high. I don't have to take medication or anything. But uh, I like to watch my salt. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the foods that is best for it because you can get the salt with because it's kind of like a cactus, it doesn't hold all that water, so it doesn't oh. actually have so much sodium, but it tastes really salty. Huh. Oh, mm. my God. I'm so excited. I'm going to go get sea beans. I'm like, I'm ready for more. I'm ready some. I want some beans. I'm ready for more. Mm. I'm like, give me some more mushrooms to chop. Is there wait. like a, a dream mushroom that you have yet where you're like, oh, man, I would love to find this thing truffles <laughs> i mean yeah well i mean who, who wouldn't want to just come upon some truffles? i mean morals do look pretty oh, like i i love so good i love how they look with the honeycomb design um but also chicken of the woods truly did taste like chicken and shreds like chicken it is really weird how i mean when we ate this me and pabs were like why do people eat Impossible Burgers? This is literally like the most meat tasting thing I've ever eaten. That's a vegetable. Like it's just, it really is such a weird, wild naturey duplicate, which is just so cool. So I love to find more of it because it tasted so good, and because they can grow up to a hundred pounds, so you could find Whoa. like a fucking huge ass one. So I found probably like Whoa. some one that was definitely between two to five pounds. I would think it yielded a lot. So. Anyways, mushroom heads, um, r- yeah. <laughs> rise up, go ham in the chat, comment away on any mushroom or foraging, yeah. or what other things should we be for? There's probably tons of stuff you could get out there. Yeah, if you love m- mushrooms, click like and subscribe and <laughs> um, check out this link below. Uh, it's like a YouTube channel. Yes. Oh my god! Here's my video on uh, how to decide what to forage for. All the mushroom YouTubers, too, because I watched some for recipes. And, yeah, it's a lot of crunchy. It's very, I mean, it's a crunchy hippie activity, I will say. So if you're, like, anti-hippie, you know, just beware you're going to be in a hippie. You're going to run in some hippie circles if you're out looking yeah, for sea that, beans. That's why the people <laughs> were looking at me like, what's that crazy bitch doing over by the lagoon? She looks what's like she's going to fall in. <laughs> that lady in the wig is on the hunt yeah, for yeah. <laughs> what is she doing is she, i like that you were like in disguise to i was oh, and no. i was 
on Marco Polo too at the same time, like leaving video messages. People probably thought I was an insane person. Okay, actually, foraging in wigs would be an amazing handle slash like lifestyle. Instagram account. Oh my god, foraging in wigs, and you wear like your craziest wig, like a all your wigs out while you look for mushrooms in the wild oh or, sea, or sea beans this is it this is everything for me i'm writing I'm this changing I'm, my whole life i've written I'm 19 things down since we started <laughs> since we started like nora effendon <laughs> i'm moving Forage to the pacific northwest oh yeah Forage i mean that's where the rest of my life that's where it's going off all the time all those people up in oregon are just like every day they find a mushroom like the facebook groups um, so yeah, keep it, but it's also fun to keep your eyes peeled. Now I'm like, just keep walking around my neighborhood and just looking. Yeah. I'm loving walks right now. This retrograde, I'm really loving it. Except for, I mean, obviously it's hitting very hard. Like the computer at work is so fucked up and I'm like, I can't do this. This sucks. But all of the, like, obviously, cause I'm doing a sober thing, like, mm-hmm. and we have like all these challenges. I've read so many books and like, I forgot that's a reword. And mm-hmm. I'm like reading, Reed. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm getting a little bit crazy with it. Like, I need to fucking watch some TV. I haven't been mm. at all. Um, but I'm reading Dracula right now, and I just I really love it. I can't believe I've never read it before. And it seems very Scorpio and kind of Mercury retrograde ish and mystery. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like it. So, I don't know. Get get your wig out. Get an audiobook. Go, go forage. I <laughs> go feel like forage. it's gonna make you feel so good. It's making me feel like really rested and peaceful. Well, mushrooms specifically, or anything that comes from like death, decay, yeah, mm-hmm. buried in the thing, feels like a very Scorpio uh, activity mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, and- reading is communication too, so it's very Mercury. Well. Yeah. But it's also the like reading of it. It's like communicating within yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're someone else wrote it, but you're like communicating experiencing with, it. Uh, yeah, you're experiencing it, but you're also like the physical act of doing it, but then the act then like reading it and processing it and and living with like comp re- actual reading comprehension too. Mm-hmm. But uh, also that it's like the the spirit of someone too. Or I don't yeah, that's mm-hmm. really magical. I also was on a re- – we're very Taurus aligned right now, Lisa. I was also on a reading kick this week, yeah. which it's also truly the only time where I won't scroll or use mm-hmm. my phone. to Like, because you're like, oh, I'm reading paper right now <laughs> and holding up this book. And and also, reading's all about setting the mood. Make a little tea. Get your look. Get the pants. Like, get the pants that feel right for, like – because we're going to have to adjust if we're going through a few chapters, right? Like, this might mm-hmm. be my lane chapter. Now I got to sit up chapter. Now I'm going to lean to this side chapter, but I'm actually reading a book that Steve recommended on the male gaze. I was nothing to see here. I'm like, looking. Oh, I just it. finished it. Oh, where are you? I'm at like chapter anything. seven. I feel like I'm halfway oh, you're through. Almost, you're almost done. I read I a bunch like... of chapters the other day because I had the right yeah. tea and the right pants. On. Oh, it's so good. Do you like it? I do like it. It's a good Yeah, book. it's really good. By, Amy uh, Silverberg recommended it to me. And if you don't like to read, the audiobook is really, really good because Amy Silverberg recommended because I asked for an audiobook. The way that the, it's narrated is just really excellent. I wouldn't do it halfway after you've already developed character voices in your head. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wouldn't start um, it now. Yeah. But it's very, it's just a punchy 
fast yeah. read, fiction, funny, actually fiery funny, read. Fi- a very fiery. Also, a literally fiery. Also, if anyone's yeah. ever worked in childcare, I think it would uh-huh. be particularly lol uh, to read. But it's just a good, good old fiction book. I don't read as much as I would like to. Steve is a big reader and has asked, told me that I should read this book also. I have not yet, but I find that I, I think it's like an ADD thing that I, whenever I read, I s- fall asleep oh. like immediately. And I, I, I but audio books, I can't. Any time of day or what time? Any t- no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Check out the audio book. It's really good. Um, And then I got Audible Plus just a free month and- they have so many. Uh, this is not an ad, but it should it sounded be. Like they it. have so many free titles. Like Dracula's free. They're okay. just like all the classic literature is free on Audible Plus. So I'm since I'm doing the sober month, I'm like trying to burn through it before I have to pay. That's hell yeah. I always forget, and this is going to be like anti advertising for our podcast. But you could just listen to books instead of like podcasts <laughs> if you if you, <laughs> yeah. if you like wanted, or you could do both, or you could do both. Yeah. Um. No, we're. I think. All of this goes with this episode because we're just sharing like our knowledge right now, like as yeah. best we know as n- newbie foragers, well, not new readers. I guess we've known how to read for some time, for some time now. But the resurgence of love for reading. Also, sure. like, but it's good to talk about it because it's like, oh yeah, like making carving out that time, finding what works for you. Like I'm, because I used to tr- read at night. Like it'd be like before bed, and I'll just fall asleep. Like, it's not happening. It needs to be light out. It needs to be the mm-hmm. day. Or even going to the park. I like a bring a book. I like a bring a book to the park. So. I I like <laughs> that too. And I think it's because normally there's other. I just need. I need something to distract my ears. Because mm. that's like the thing that I use the most. So if it's quiet. Oh. I don't know. I think I have to like focus so hard on focusing that it makes me sleepy. <laughs> I don't know I feel, if anyone else that. has that. that. Um, but I think like, I think reading in public in a space where there's like, uh, ambient noise helps. Yeah. And you see other readers sometimes and you're like, well, they're reading. Um. I also <laughs> love, a, I also love a performative, uh, like, look, I am, uh, yes, I love going to, I loved studying at like coffee shops and Ooh. stuff too, because it was like a, a layer of like, oh, I'm playing the part today of someone who goes to the coffee shop and reads their book. Well, that's it. You got to get a wig for it. I know. Yeah, I mean, performative. Just do, any, just do anything in a wig. Not the, if we named our episode titles like that, that would be today's wig episode. <laughs> wigging wigging out for uh found food and books yeah hot well and nora efron and nora efron unfortunately or fortunately however you want to look at it that's not the topic of our episode today today we are continuing our exploration of the houses and we are on to the ninth house Hell yeah today um yeah which i feel like everything that we've talked about is very I mean, I guess technically because we're speaking about exploring our neighborhoods and. Oh, you went kind of far, at least. That's a little bit of. It's still local, I guess, but it's a voyage. But that's also by. by, Near the water. By our, our our modern definition where we have cars and travel is very easy for us to go. But in in an earlier time, probably where Lisa went would would have been considered long distance foreign travel you're in a different like town 
And <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's also so retro because I used to live over there. So it's like every time I go to the West Side, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was a life I used to have. Whoa. Reflect, um, reflective. Right. Grady. But the it's so interesting because I was reading, obviously, the um, the book, uh, the Complete Idiot's Guide book. <laughs> And um, they give the house a name and then, you know, if each different website kind of has, uh, well, it's commonly known as this or this is what it's referred to as. And a lot of them were actually different. And I think this has happened for a few of the other houses. Um, but I love that everyone, everyone that writes one of these things or like writes a book, they just pick their own. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. Like the book, the book talks about it being uh, the house of long journeys over water. And then oh. most of the things online are like, uh, philosophy or knowledge. Right. Um, which like the book kind of goes into that. Um, this is, this is where you convey your beliefs and ideas. I think so, of it as the house of beliefs and like your values. And like, I feel like that's the first thing that pops as this, as we've seen the houses that carry so many words right and themes yeah i like this as the distance over water though because coming from following the eighth house one that would be like a physical travel like you've traveled over water to get to the ninth house Mm -hmm. like um but also this idea which i think the ninth house in a lot of ways is a, a cadent house. It's a mutable house. Um, and I think that it is typically not necessarily about like the emotions, even though it's an, it can be emotional, but it, it is very like intellectual um, something like to me, I'm just getting this image of like above the feelings Sure. I also, or mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, that that thing of like you're being able to, or even coming out of um your roots system yeah. or something like that. Like, in order in order to travel over water, you have to be elevated to such a level that you are not like on the earth anymore. It's like above structure. So you're, yeah, yeah, you're tra- you're transcending these things that normally would keep you from being able to transcend them but you're you can so a lot of ways is that you how most people you can't like jump over a body of water you have to do it in a way that is like in your mind or like incomprehensible normally i also the book mentions that it's it's because of the idea that to really gain a new perspective you do have to see other cultures and more of the world which i love and i also think that you know when we travel and when we go into other cultures and and we're working on this in America but it it's still not that common but like when you go into another culture and you see you know a lot of places eat crickets or you know they have bugs we don't eat bugs here but like in Mexico they have scorpions like chasers for drinks and it's not just for fun like people eat those and it's part of their culture and it's much easier when you're a visitor to be gracious and not be like, ew, that's gross, or like, oh, I don't yeah. like that, or whatever. Whereas if you saw it, like, on the internet or something, you could easily be like, oh, oh that's sick. about it, or yeah, like, I think when you're there and more immersed in those cultures, it's much easier to be open-minded, because you're the, um, like, not 
like you're the odd person out i guess you're like yeah. the, the guest well and you're literally there it's they're they're, yeah. they're, they're people there. yeah mm-hmm. you can see it from their perspective you're looking at them you're you're seeing what they see and you're like oh well, this look this looks weird to me if I'm thinking of when I'm sitting at a bar in my place. But right. now that I see you guys doing this, mm-hmm. I see it still is weird to me, but nobody else thinks it's weird. Nobody like so it, it's still that opportunity to expand your mind and, and have knowledge and all those things, I think, included in that. And mm-hmm. I think that's why um, at least that's what the book kind of insinuates. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. Journey Over Water. Well, it's like. It's really this house about going out of your um, foundation and your comfort zone. It's, you know, I like it thinking of it in like polarity with the third house too of like when you're a kid and going to school, you don't really get to choose what you're learning. You're just kind of thrown in with, you know, wherever you grew up or from or, you know, your level or I don't know, whatever. And now this is where we get to choose what we want to learn about and where we want to expand our minds. It's also, um, I saw it was also includes grandparents, which I thought was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting how we can look to different, like the third house is cousins. And then the ninth house is grandparents who are like, who will tell you like, go travel, do the thing. I don't I'm thinking of like elders with knowledge, right? Like you're, maybe your, your cousins might be a little dumber than your grandparents. Well, it's- <laughs> I love that because it's okay. So I was listening to the astrology podcast and they were talking about, um, they reminded me of how we can like interpret the houses in like the diurnal direction. So their relationship from the sun, which moves the opposite way um, or the zodiacal progression that we are familiar with coming from the rising sign. Um, But both, both ways would be like a journey I'm, I still love this idea of like journey over water. The third, the third house is like a journey from the fourth house, which is like a watery house and like going, but you're like leaving your home to go a little way, but you can't go like all the way away from your home because you're a little kid. You're not allowed yet. It's like a quick, but you probably like going like over a bridge, but then grandparents, again, it's like the, there's something that they have kind of like traveled over what like you trust them because they're one removed from your fourth house yeah. yeah to where it's like they aren't they're not on the same like vessel as you so it's you you know they've been to that they've seen the things you know they've been on that journey before mm-hmm. and they're giving you life experience things where it's like your parents are still too involved in your third house for you to have above water view on yeah. Well, also, like, the fourth house, you know, is water, too. So yeah. it's, like, you're skipping that. Like, I don't know. I do like the idea of it being, I think sometimes grandparents can relate to grandkids. And, like, obviously, I'm not a grandparent or a parent. But you can see the way they relate is, like, I see your parent from a different perspective than you. But I, it's, like, very interesting. Well, and everybody, not everybody, but many people say that they also, you know, it is a different, I guess this isn't related, but it's, I was just thinking of perspectives where it's like, once they have kids, a parent is able to connect with their parent in right, a different yeah. way through this sort of, you know, lens because, been a, yeah, because, but then, because I think they then move from like a fourth house to an upper part of your chart. I don't know if it would be ninth necessarily, but yeah. I love it. 
And also school, like, um, like this can literally be like college and learning and mentors and like anything that's just true. Um, I don't know, getting your insights, right? Like getting your world view, like getting shaping your beliefs, getting your world views. So I did have like two prompts and I don't know if we sure. want to wait for facty can facts. I, let me, yeah, I was gonna say, let me say facties and then one, one more thing on the, the schooling thing, which, oh. um, and religion uh, so, and blah, blah, blah. yeah, religion, philosophy, law, um, we, I just saw how right. you seek opportunities for the things that expand you, which I really like the way oh. the book put it. Ooh, I like that too. One of the things that um, Robert Hand brought up in horoscope symbols um, is that the, and Stevie, you touched on it just before um, when we're looking at it in contrast to the third house in terms, because the third house also is associated with education. We've kind of lumped mm-hmm. in college to to the ninth house but one of the clarifications that robert hand makes is very much that the ninth house is about conscious mind work so these are Uh. decisions that we have to consciously make not like we go to the school that's in our neighborhood because it's there our parents put us in school and we don't really have a choice in what we you can there's some freedom of choosing for like classes but you mostly have to go to school grades k through 12 and you don't have a choice about it after that you have to decide do you want to go to school what kind of school do you go to what are you going to study at that thing it's all these very in order to like journey over water in that thing you have you can't just do that you don't just walk on water you have to figure out how you're going to get to this other side kind of thing so it's this distinction of these things are all conscious mind uh like expanding consciousness but also decisions and and things made from a conscious point of view whoa you know what's interesting thinking about like signing up for college I feel like I was still very third house youth when I did that because I because I I don't think I really like was that conscious about it I think Mm -hmm. I, I think towards the end of college I definitely was like damn I wish I started this when I was like 21 and not an 18 year old and like it was also very mid uh, early aughts where we just didn't. That was like prime scam, student loan. We never, we didn't really know. I mean, I guess people still don't really know, but I think I still felt like very much like a baby and went to the closest place that I could go just because that was the only option. So, well, because it was given to, and I think this, it's interesting because this is such a, uh, I feel like antithetical to ninth house ideas, which is we were just told that college is something that you just have to do. It's just a foregone conclusion that you like go to college and Mm -hmm. call it. I don't know if that's what. So a lot of people that like not not to say any of us were like not going to go to college, but instead of thinking of it as like, oh, this is a decision that I'm making because I want to further study. It's we've made it into like almost a 10th house or yeah, like a sixth house thing, which is like this is something one must do. It's just extended about, high school for yeah. a lot of people, and I know, and I know it's a privilege to go to college, yes. like uh, Avi. But back in the day when college was invented, <laughs> I'm like loose. I don't don't quote me. Well, I feel like it was more by choice. You it wasn't a, everyone didn't go. It was more like you're yeah. choosing to learn more. Well, and most colleges were founded, started out as monasteries or church religious institutions, which is not necessarily about learning. I mean, obviously it grew from there, but, but that's why I think religion and schooling and those things are, are in, in the same place because they do have similar 
attributes. And and we were told you have to go to college not because it's where you expand your mind necessarily, but it's how you get, get a, a job. Get a job, yeah. yeah. And that's my mom not the gave me the option yeah. not to go. And I wanted to go because I wanted to get out of my hometown. And I think sure. if I hadn't, I don't know if I ever would have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was really hard. But like, and and like, my mom gave me a few options and it wasn't like, obviously college was her preferred choice, but like, she did give me the option, which I'm really grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I think even that experience of saying, I think, I mean, you also still just nailed I, it. I, you're like, I got to get out of my hometown. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I was still like, I, it was like, oh, whatever school take me. Like I wasn't, I didn't like go, I wasn't making some fucking huge conscious choice. And it, like, it was like carving a path. Like it, was, yeah, it was just I to go. Like it was already like, uh, third house kind of like already in the cards kind of thing but, I don't know but maybe we do some ninth house stuff sometimes without even our knowledge because in retrospect yeah choosing college and choosing to learn more was very just like where will take me and I went close to home but I still left my hometown and like moved to the city and like started a life and made and made lifelong friends who are like still some of my best friends and helped me when I moved out like I just like it it did carve out a path in my life and I did learn a lot about myself I think the choosing wasn't very conscious to do that, but then I did learn so much by just immersing and then doing. If that but that's sense. that to me is also very ninth housey because you, in a lot of times, it's not about choose. That's why it's I think it's hard to quantify college or something like that because it's it is about what you got from it. It's not about measuring a thing. So even the thing of like conscious choice, it doesn't matter what the like outcome of it is or what you were it, it it's not like giving any kind of judgment on these are good conscious choice these are real conscious and these are not the fact is everybody made a conscious choice to go to college whether it was to fulfill parental obligations or whatever but it's not you even you even by virtue of just having to like apply it's a thing that you have to apply conscious effort to instead right. of whatever but i think it's also about it's about whatever you learn, like the meanings you learn from it. It's not about the like diploma or the whatever. Those those are more of the like 10th housey aspects of it. It's about, oh, you met lifelong friends and you figured out how to like live as an adult and you mm-hmm. learned that things aren't the same all in place or whatever. Like that's the ninth house. That's I, the stuff. I learned that you can't flush full sausages down a toilet. It won't break up like poo. And I did, ru- <laughs> I did ruin an apartment toilet. Cause I thought you could flush like brats that were encased. That's so funny. Luckily, we had I a two bathroom. I totally thought that too. <laughs> I would have totally thought that was real. Also, too. um, I I'm now that you're now that I'm thinking about like, did I make a conscious effort to get into college? But I did, and I forgot that my college essay was about how like I would die. I this has to be in an email somewhere. I gotta dig through the archives, Mercury retrograde style. I did make like my college essay was all about how like Michael Jordan didn't make his like whatever eighth grade basketball team. So like let me into college <laughs> was like was like <laughs> the so demand. Funny. I love it. That was it. So I love it. Yep. School. School. Oh, this was. Give us your, your prompts. Well, it kind of has to do with a little bit what we were talking about. And I had two prompts because I think two big themes of the ninth house is clearly like school, college level school, like choosing to learn. Right. And then also travel. It seems like those are like pretty safe words we can associate with the ninth. I just asked, do we, did we do college like our ninth house ruler or, 
and or it can be a two-parter do we travel like our ninth house ruler do we are do we think we have the influence of our what's going on in our ninth house that shows how maybe we do higher education and do travel over water so interesting i mine's capricorn and i did graduate with honors from college which feels very capricorn totally um i don't think i went about choosing my major or i think i was very sloppy and unconcerned when i was a teenager and like early 20s so i just like picked whatever and went and like i've always kind of been a good student so I like learning. I'm like a pretty good test taker, which like mm. is just a natural advantage in college. Like yeah. so many people that aren't good at taking tests, like yeah, you're they fucked. Get screwed. Like so I don't know. I guess that's very Capricornish, but I didn't like lay out a four year plan or anything. Right. And when I when I travel, I think they're thinking about it now. I never really thought of it this way. Um, I really like to have like a uh, itinerary, not like written out or anything, but I do like to say, these are the things I want to see. And like, these are the things I want to do. And so if you're going to sleep in today, like I'm going to go check out this museum or this thing, like I'm going to get up early and go do it. And I don't really like resting on vacation. And it's a problem for everyone that has ever traveled with me ever, because I just don't want to have fun. Like, I do. I want to like go out and drink in bars, but I'm like, we need to see at least like three of these bars. And like, I'm not going to like stop and hang out. Like we Mm. need to like go. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely want to see a lot of like the natural culture of places. So like if there's some kind of market or like a, a night market with food or like a fish market or something like that, I'm super into like checking out what that's like, but I'm not like gonna buy a bunch of fresh fish and take it home and like grill it you know like I'm Mm -hmm. like all right let's check out the market and then we're gonna like go to like a local cheese shop and this museum and like this place and just like a lot of cardinal cap go energy yeah I would love this vacation by the way I love an itinerary gotta love an itinerary gotta go to island nation and do it there's somewhere I want to go back to we'll talk about it oh Wes in wigs (laughs) I have Gemini in in my ninth house, oh. and um, it's also where I have Chiron, and I have dropped out of school, and I do absolutely have a huge chip chip on my shoulder. Not about dropping out of college, <laughs> but I do. I have always felt very um, like I'm a great student, terrible test taker kind of thing. So it is these kind of like external markers of being smart feel very out of reach for me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, or it feels like that's not the way that you're supposed to like, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that to me does actually feel Gemini of this kind of like idea of um, like my own personal truth being super- like the most important mm-hmm. one as opposed to like standards or those sorts of things. Or like the socialness um, of college too. I would assume. I would assume. Libra yeah, rise. I mean. Yes, I mean, I had a fine, I had a fine time at college. I think I also, but it also felt kind of like, um, not. I dropped out of college not because of not doing well. I dropped out because I wanted to pursue acting stuff, and I knew I didn't have to go to college mm-hmm. to do it. And I was like, I just feel like I'm wasting time and money being here, um, which. I'm sure I, you know, the, all you can say is you made like a decision. Again, it's not. Yeah, I think that's the right 
the right one or the wrong one or anything. It's, this is what I learned by virtue of making this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might tell my younger self to like, get your, finish your college, not because you need to, not because you're going to use your degree, but because you're going to feel better because you finished this thing. Mm-hmm. Not, not that, which also feels very Gemini in the ninth too, of like the idea, like the, that back and forth thing and maybe feeling uh feeling some sense of inadequacy because of that back and forth like well I changed my mind it's not important to me anymore and I now I want to follow this thing that is important to me and that always not always feeling like the valid uh decision but well I could also see Gemini energy just making life work degree or what like I feel like Geminis are always like outdoing the things already <laughs> like school or not and like they can just learn from doing in a lot of ways or just like life experiencing so I feel like I know many Geminis who've like they have like jobs that seem like they would need degrees for and then they're like oh no I didn't I'm just good at this and it was like oh Hell yeah cool yeah yeah that fits uh, I don't know if I I think I do travel like a a gemini because i can kind of do whatever or i mean like all (laughs) both of those that trip sounds nice and so does like a not doing anything Mm. kind of trip do not invite me on that one Um, (laughs) if we're gonna not do anything we better be like uh not doing anything with like a wine tasting and like yeah taking mushrooms and like Mm -hmm. yes some kind of like i get to cook a meal thing i don't know yes (laughs) No, that sounds nice. I do. The person that I've traveled the most with, I would say, though, is a Gemini. And all of my ninth house trips have been through this Gemini friend, Rosie. And that which I thought, I mean, she's a Sagittarius. Sorry, I'm like, she's Sagittarius sun, but she's Gemini rising, Gemini moon. Yeah. And uh, so I I'm like, it's very Gemini. uh, Yeah. Energy. I love that. And the city of London. She lives in London, which is a Gemini. Oh, Interesting. I mean, a lot of social pub, I mean, mm-hmm. in a previous mm-hmm. life hour. Actually, I think they're still doing that. Any, <laughs> any, any. What about you, Stevie? It's Pisces, uh, which I definitely hardcore relate to. I also have my North Node here. Um, so I'm, I've had awareness of this situation. I think with college, I was definitely emotionally overwhelmed and would always like I even in high school, I always like failed a class per semester. Like I'd get A's and B's and then fail one class. Like it was clearly such a pattern that it was like maybe she should do less school all at once. Like but no one, you know, it's like, no, just I don't know why they don't tell you that. I know it's like Like, clearly a pattern because they don't want you to know that you have. Like a learning disability. You can make that there's a way <laughs> or that, out. Yes, or that you can you sh- you should be able to. They don't want you to think that you should be able to make decisions like that in your life. They should. They want you to feel bad for not fitting into the mm-hmm. system that they've created, right. which is not which is not personalized mm-hmm. or even. And, and it's not ninth house. Yeah, no. and it's or or even created to, in my opinion, create the most success. It's like not even necessarily ineffective or efficient. It just is like standardized. Well, and you know. Shout out to all the teachers because I know it's not an easy job, but the thing I've been seeing on Twitter lately is how all these parents who are now home with their kids are seeing how like militaristic schools make teachers be to a lot of like you can't get up to pee. Like, come on. Like, we're at, first of all, we're home. I'm going to pee whenever I want. Yeah. So I think like that kind of 
I could have definitely benefited from a more hippie, <laughs> maybe non-traditional learning style in school. Um, but I liked college. Like I was social. It was also probably like the worst time of my life as well. It was like a mixture of both, which is very Pisces. And like I, I, I had so much fun, but I also had like a terrible time at the same time. It was like I was on drugs a lot. I mean, again, yeah, all this it, Pisces stuff is just like click, 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 Neptune, Neptune, Neptune. Um, I think that's valid too in general. Like I know we have a lot of listeners that are college age and it's like, it's hard. You're, this is your first time living away. And like, there's some stuff that just comes with it automatically. I think I was just easily influenced too, in a lot of ways. So I was just truly discovering myself and um, yeah, a lot of things I like then I hate now. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I just realized I went to school in a place and I chose my school because of this, because it was proximity, because of its proximity to like my hometown that I could still, which is very Gemini in the Mm -hmm. ninth to me of uh, being able to still go home. And that's, I think a big part in, in good and bad ways, a big part. And I went off with a friend from my, my hometown. Oh, Oh, I'm like, yes, I'm very nice. Gemini in the ninth house. But I think that I, very much identify with that like best of times worst of times yeah too um yeah i think because- that might have relate to all um side placements by the way but maybe i'm yeah. just no but deeper I'm- probably for you you know i mean i sha- yeah. like i like shaved my hat i like i had a britney moment like i went i went full full buckery but i graduated also i mean i got a degree in photography too so art school and all that but uh I also found out when I graduated that I actually technically didn't graduate. So I had to take an online summer school, like after graduating of like, that was like watching movies was like literally what the school, like the class was called. And we watched like breakfast club and I had to like write on a message board. It was like the easy, I'm like, why do I have to pay $200 to the community college to get this like one and a half credit to tip my credit score over into the graduated department? But yes. What about travel? Oh, and travel, I relate to all the things. Like, I love an itinerary. But this is usually my my train of thought. If I do two things a day on a trip, I'm usually pretty satisfied. Like, and that two things can be, you know, a museum and then eating at a restaurant that I really wanted to go to. Like, I, like oh, I, this is on the high itinerary because they have this special thing. I'm a big, I like time and downtime to mosey. I also like room for error in case things change oh, or, yeah. or in case your mood changes and you don't want to go horseback riding day. Like, so I like a wide calendar with loose agenda, but with goals on it. Yeah. I'm not also going to be um, like, there's going to be room, but it's not nap room. I'll tell you no, what. I'm not nap. I'm mine. And maybe that's I'm not, not a Pisces. napper either I'm on a trip. A I'm like, we're here. I can nap at home. Mm-hmm. you know i have a drop down question which i think is the <laughs> i mean but th- you talking about that online class uh, yeah, watching I... movies do do you think that you learn like have the most true uh like consciousness shifting experiences through your the sign of your ninth house wait what like <laughs> so like did have have you how do I frame this in a way where it's like, like have you been taught by is this the people? or yeah like is this the thing that you've learned if you look back in your life the things that have actually like okay so you went to college but the thing that actually changed my life was at, maybe it was going to see this movie uh, like that where it's like can you learn about something but the thing that really shifts your consciousness about it is mm. is this teacher like art or travel or something else where it's like, do you think that your teacher is in line with your ninth house sign? 
That's cool. I think I do think that I learn a lot through Capricorn stuff. I don't like working that way, but I love knowing like if I'm in a certain industry, I want to know like everything about it. I want to know. And I think also because I have Aquarius Mars in the mid heaven, like I'm, I want to see like the inner workings of how this works and how, how does it really work? Not just like how uh, undercover boss, but like if undercover boss wasn't a television show and it was really how like a factory was, that's what I want to know. So I think that does feel a little Capricornish to want to have like the full foundation. Sure. Mm-hmm. That absolutely makes sense. Or even, and having like a deep, a deep knowledge, a deep, um, or this, maybe enough this is to back it up. Yeah. Like where it's like, what's the, what kind of knowledge do you need to feel like you have a true knowledge of it? And for you, it sounds like it's like the, it's the on the job experience. It's structure, the, it's structuring, knowing these systems. And that's the thing. And uh, like, I don't know. I haven't, I was like, I haven't thought through enough for what mine would be, but I do think that my, for me, it does feel very like, I don't know, personal, like in that thing, like it has to, it's my, it's my idea of what it, or like I ultimately I decide what, what is important information to be an expert and what isn't. Mm. And that's good. That's good and bad. But I think it is like a, it feels very, that feels Gemini. Uh, and maybe this is very Pisces. I still feel like I don't understand the question, but I'm going to answer it anyways. <laughs> but I would like the thing that came to me in terms of thinking of Pisces is at least when I feel like I'm learning the most or experiencing and which can then equal learning is when I don't. And I think some Pisces might disagree with me, but I find that Pisces a lot of the time can either care so much. And maybe this is more Pisces moon. They can care so much that they might stop themselves and overthink things. But I also know so many Pisces who just truly go with the flow and just experience it as things as they come, but also in an emotional way that's still very attuned, but where Cancers and Scorpios, if we're talking water, go like really heavy and and deep, like, I don't know, like it's more weighted where Pisces is so light and emotionally waving around. So I guess like those times where I can just experience and not overthink things and just kind of dive in and not question too much because I can hold myself back in a lot of ways if I like overthink for too long so um I again I don't know if like I'm answering the right question but this no, is I think so for sure okay cool where it is where I guess it would be maybe the element to thinking of it where it's like for you it's the emotional experience of mm-hmm. something just, if it's yes that- it's yes if it's no it's no and just like that's enough and just yeah. try it and if it sucks yeah. I'll quit <laughs> is yeah, my but it's, is my it's like, guidelines how do i how do i actually feel about this not what do i think about this because when right, i think I'm right. this, it's like oh this is what i feel and that is very and you even use you know like you said going with the flow or that sort of thing and mm-hmm. i guess yeah like experience it and then i'll decide later or like i'll i need to gain the knowledge by just doing i don't want to speculate too long i just want to go f- want to go for a ride <laughs> but pisces also you know in tradition astrology is jupiter too sure. so it's very much about just fucking taking the red pill and go or the blue i don't know which one but taking some of the pills and going for it just take those pills just take take pill. <laughs> and insert ad here take a uh, yes <laughs> oh my god um i heard this um this kind of like made me think of ninth house or I don't know, it kind of like shaped my mind a little bit 
but I don't remember where I heard it. But someone was talking about sexism versus misogyny. And mm. they were saying like, you know, you can still, you can believe that women are equal and still want to dominate them. Like mm. those two things are not held. Like sexism is not misogyny. They're two different things. Like you can say like a woman is just as strong as me, but still want to like beat the shit out of her. Like, <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah, that's problematic and that's fucked up. And like, it's not the same thing. And I think that that, like, that is misogyny and like maybe sexism is going away, but like there's still more fight. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It kind of shaped my yeah. mind a little bit. Just a random, random. <laughs> no, uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I was fact. like, yes, no, that's perfect. Cause it is the different, like, that's just, it's very true. And it's like honest about the people that are like, oh, well, I've not, it's like the intention versus the ideology or something like that. Right. You can do the, you can answer the right things and still have like the wrong, uh, heart, heart about yeah. it. Yeah. Never your intention. Yeah. Still have still be ill intended or not not e- or maybe not ill intended but still unequal in your feelings about someone or something mm-hmm. like well we can all it's, be it's like the same thing as like we can all be fundamentally not anti racist but do racist things like it's right. just they're not immune of each other and I think like with this it's kind of about. Like, I think morals and philosophy and those things come into play when, because there is the balance of the intellectual side of the ninth house, it's hard to, like, grasp and define a lot of those things because it's, it may be not so much about behavior, but more about belief. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, the next thing is going to be more about oh. how you show well, up it's and the, it and It's so funny because the... Um, on the astrology podcast, they brought this up about the, again, the diurnal rotation. So going from like the direction of the sun. So it would be from 10th house to ninth house. And they were saying a lot of times it's like the, okay, yeah, you like have the, you got that corner office, you got the big thing, but like, what did you do this for? Like, why, why did you, Mm. why did you achieve this level? And what is, what's supporting this system? Mm -hmm. Because if it's flim- if there's nothing there, there's it's this is just a pole in the middle. There's nothing. There's no yeah. tent for it to stand on. And thinking about what's on the other sides of those of that tenth house tent pole is the eleventh house and the ninth house, which are all about like belief, greater good, society as a whole, other people, all of these things. And we can't have those like we don't have structure if we don't have a reason to put one up. Also. Now I'm just thinking of this too with your ninth and tenth, and we'll, you know we'll talk about tenth next time. But of you can want to learn about things that are different than your career. It's something obviously I think a lot of us have learned by doing college. That whole like, well, I want to get a degree in something I can make money, and it's like, bro, you like you might not use that degree. <laughs> like it seems mm-hmm. like odds are it probably won't. I mean, obviously if you're like becoming a doctor or a lawyer, like there's certain degrees you need to get. But also just remember the very Pisces ninth house thing was that I got a, I thought I got a minor in sociology because I was like doing all the things you would do to get a minor in sociology. So I was taking photography classes, taking ethics classes and taking all these like social, social justice and sociology classes. And then I like went to my counselor and she's like, oh, because you're in the art department, you can't get like an English communication, like it's different department. So you didn't technically get this 
minor. I'm like, but I'm like, but, but I did. did it. And they're like, but if you didn't technically, I'm like, but I did. I'm going to tell people I have like a minor. I forget to tell. I'm like, oh, and I have a minor in sociology because I, I fucking did. I sat through those ethics courses. I did all the qualifications, but it's like on paper. And that's again, this Pisces ninth, the system is like, come on. This doesn't make even, doesn't make sense. Like, just view this. Just give me the minor. But also, like, what is giving me the minor? I don't even know where my like degree is. Like, it's exactly. (laughs) It's somewhere. That's not my mom knows. Well, it's the my mom definitely doesn't know. (laughs) Probably, it's probably covered. It's probably at the uh, at a Goodwill right now. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) well, all these cadent houses again, and this is the one where it's like this is the in between stuff. That it's not the the knowledge. What stays with you is like the knowledge part it's not the mm, piece of paper it's right. not the day that you get that those are finite things what, not the 10th house reputation this, yeah what do you what can you take with you to all of the houses or whatever because it's just in your mind man like it's not it's not a thing that stays <laughs> on a wall it is it travels with you all the time mm-hmm. Damn, should we get into the placements yeah let's zip through some placey planety placements so um I just jotted down some feelings on if you have a planet in the ninth house and what that could represent. Avi, grain of salt, you guys all know this about it's what sign it is, what aspects are going on are going to, you know, color that picture in more. But this is just a general take on the planets in the ninth house. So, um, which I think like the ninth house is cool. Like, I, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, like, it's a cool, it cool. it's a cool house. Like, just... It's just, I, if you're just into astrology, like you probably are like, wow, the ninth house is cool. The ninth house also <laughs> rules astrology. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good night, everybody. That was it. That was the final. Done. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Your sun is in astrology. Your moon's in astrology. Um, but the, for the sun, Avi, eternal student, eternal teacher, learning through experience and growth and growing through it. Um, oh, it's interesting now thinking of like what keywords we kind of all touched on earlier of like, we could speculate on things forever, but it is an invite to go and do. Because I think the ninth house, like in Jupiter sort of fashion, or thinking of it kind of related to Jupiter, Sagittarius, Pisces. I know you don't need to, but if you want to, it's just invite to like sample life and to just do like, just as Nike says, just do it. When it's like, I just thought of this too, of this idea of the consciousness where it's all like, Parties are only a party because we say it's a party. We just decide mm-hmm. that a night is a party. Yeah. And, and that's, so I think that that's the thing too, where it's like, yeah, you're just the, you're the best because you're the best. That's mm-hmm. the, yeah, I am, I'm me because I'm me. I'm, this is. Let's have a no, dance night. Yeah. Let's make it a dance night. Yeah. It all, the only thing that makes anything is saying, deciding that it is such. The conscious decision. Yeah. Whoa. I love it. Moon. Moon, moon. Um, I think this is someone that could definitely feel very passionate about their ideals and beliefs. Big, big dreamer, big goals, energy. Uh, DarkPixieAstrology.com said it might be a big challenge to maybe learn to appreciate the present, which also based off a lot of things we talked about, like this is, you know, a lot of foresight, right? Like this is a lot of conscious effort. So um, this may be a moon sign that is planning and scheming and dreaming and always wanting to go. The book mentions that they learn well in a holistic way. Oh, so if you're uh, having, if you're having trouble learning and you have the moon in the ninth, maybe try starting with 
a synopsis before you read a book or, you know, something like that. Mm. Yes. I think that's the synopsis idea, like an emotional synopsis to, I think of like, uh, I think moon in the ninth might think either repress emotions because it's like not grand or also that same thing of like deciding having the ability to be like, no, this is the most important emotion that all of all time. And I'm entitled to be like angry about this because this is a sacred anger. A, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the righteous over, anger. Yeah. And, and like deifying their emotional feelings. And maybe this is something we didn't touch on yet, but on the like, low vibe side there can be some zealot energy in the ninth house just a heads up if you're like hey my like annoying ass uncle who like shoves his like i fox news ideals down my throat is like a ninth house element it's like yeah that could that could check out if someone really believes in their philosophy so on on that other end someone who believes that their feelings are godlike like that Mm -hmm. are literally this my what i feel is religion is law uh mercury definitely could have a big interest in languages so if that's ever tickled your fancy mercury ninth house people might be fun to explore um you know live for a debate living for a long chat post movie in-depth discussions you know communications obviously a mercury thing but i think in this ninth house place it is so much about this storytelling and sharing information it's, it's just all that folklore sort of stuff. So definitely wanting to go deep. Um, and I think if that's, if people are, are short with you, that might be like annoying or like an irk. The book talks about um, ideas over time, which I think mm. is like a good, they like to see things change over time. And then um, that uh, if it's challenging um, aspect wise, that to watch out for intellectual snobbery. Oh, mm-hmm. like they're the intellectual snobbery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you're having a tro- if you have a square or like a troubling right. as not troubling, what's it called? Challenging, challenging. As- challenging. a troubling aspect. <laughs> uh, Spooky. One, one of those. <laughs> um, finding th- what's right or like snobby yeah. thing can can make it harder to access like the good mm. educational part of the square or whatever. Well, that's an that invite to to experience different beliefs, right? Because squares can push us to like be uncomfortable. So if you're like, no, my way, my way, my way, it's like, how about another way? <laughs> ever, yeah. think, ever think of someone else's brain process before. <laughs> Robert Hand calls these people very good synthesizers Ooh. because it's they're trying to see how all of these things connect. So I could definitely uh, see this as like, um, like, not middle management in the like movement but it's like the person that like headhunter or something like that like who could see who would fit in in what kind of company environment or Mm. like big this is big um like con con what do you when you bring someone an outside person recruiter recruiter or like a um that they do like a, a a seminar like or something like that. Yeah. Or just like someone who comes in like an outside consultant. There we consultant. go. Consultant. Consultant. Yeah. Optimize. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, if you're not there to like understand individuals, different individuals and you're just in yourself, that could be a, lon- a lonely place. Yeah. Well, and you could also miss the, if you're creating systems, you know, thinking about like a political sense where if you're not thinking about what does this mean to individuals then it's too easy to create a system that doesn't take those people into account or something like that where it's like oh you're just it's not just about creating the system if people aren't 
happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Venus. So this is huge 90 day fiance potential. So if anyone has been thinking about it, just this is your permission slip. This is your call to action. Um, I'm also slightly kidding, but not really. Cause I do know some people with this placement and have found love, um, abroad or in different places or for maybe from people who even might come from different backgrounds, different philosophical backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds. Um, I think if you've maybe feel stuck in a rut dating only people from your hometown, it is a huge invite to expand your mind, extend, expand your horizons, bump that Tinder up to international. Um, but yeah, I think you're not like the same rut of people or just anyone that's just Groundhog's Day or boring is like going to be such a, a turnoff. The book mentions that you may um, get, it says some benefits from in-laws. So think of that wider family circle. Yeah. Shoot shoot for heirs and heiresses if we, Mm -hmm. if we can, that's just, that's just good strategy. I mean, that's good no matter where your Venus is, but yeah, true. That's just practical. That's, that's that I'm talking. (laughs) Um, Mars. So I think this is sort of like the moon, right. In that emotional sort of sense, but that very passionate about our beliefs, definitely, um, could fight with the family about politics sort of placement. Um, but also that's sort of relatable to any placement um, right now and in this time, but dark pixie astrology warned of being preachy and also, but I think that could be a lot of these placements. I but, think that's anything in the ninth house. Anything in the ninth house can be a little preach, preach, um, but also can be very adventurous. This is travel. This is Mars energy. So getting out and seeing new sites, experiencing new things, Reading a new book, this is what I wrote. We talked about books earlier. Watching YouTube tutorials, like putting your curiosity to work, um, I think can really be up your alley. Figuring out, oh, this is like what I need a Mars ninth house person to help me. There's someone that made this hot pink plexiglass table on TikTok, and I really want to learn how to make it. So I feel like that's something you would like to do, Mars ninth house people. Yeah, the book also mentions that when feeling restless um, to travel and do outdoor activities or uh, participate in sports. Mm. Yes. Um, they brought up uh, on the astrology podcast, like the martial arts. Oh, uh, Mars. Mars. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, literally, but it's, but it's that. Arts, yes. But like literally, so it's like a physical activity, but that has a, like a spiritual component. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. But so I think act, acting out those kind of philosophical things through your physical assertion in Ooh. the world. So you like you go on the trips, you're the outdoors person, you like have the travel account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah or, maybe or like you, or you maybe live somewhere else to you like go on the you uh, immerse yourself in that way. I'm now thinking is like is Tai Chi too slow for Mars, but also like but it isn't that tapping into spirituality mm-hmm. through like an exercise. Um, Jupiter, so uh, definitely big lucky lotto winner energy. But I think this is when we think of extravagant ninth house travel yacht, soaking it in. Also, maybe going to write and storytell because the ninth house can also be like writing and um, and that publishing publishing those sorts of things. Um, and also just maybe a person with Jupiter that's so expansive, that loves school, that maybe loves academia. Um, you know, that's, it's a big invitation. I think if you have this placement to say yes to those travel invites, and maybe if you do have difficult aspects to your Jupiter in the ninth, it's Jupiter wants to go, you know, Jupiter, like the more you restrict, the more you might restrict yourself. And the more you open yourself up, the more Jupiter might 
like throw that abundance your way. So I think opening up to the unexpected is like what Jupiter is like known to do. The book also mentions the possibility of success as a traveling lecturer. Oh, hmm. work work that preachy baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. If you have Jupiter, you might be like the most preachy too. <laughs> if we're like yeah. thinking literal Jupiter extraness. I was just wondering. I want to know who has Jupiter in the ninth and what size, what can... signs. Um, I'd be interested to see what kind of like that. Also gives me like Tony Robbins, mm. like self help. Any any kind of gur- like big guru energy. I wonder if I can mm. search it fast on here. I know um, there was one website I looked at before. Astro theme does allow you to do it. I dot horoscope dot co had some and the okay the ones listed I don't think I would uh think of them as this but like well albert einstein which is interesting sure um what Donnie, sign does it say uh i don't know the sign i just know that okay. it's Ju- jupiter in the night jupiter in the ninth. um ariana grande and kendall okay. jenner which is like i don't think <laughs> these are kind of random but you know what I don't. I need a full chart, and I need to know those signs too. I know that. I want to know the signs because that, to me, that absolutely makes sense for all of those people because it is like the um, a belief system that you are known for, or like a even like Albert Einstein, the theory, like he's known for a theory, and we know like it's bigger mm. than him. That's his whole like thing, but it's all kinds of like I don't know. Um, and I, I would believe that Kendall is Kendall, right? <laughs> it's Kendall. I mean, Kendall also, though, like, it stands for something, whether she intends to or not. So I would be interested to know if there's any family. Oh, she is family kind of the oddball out yeah. of that crew. As yeah. She definitely has her own, like, moral thing, too, going on, it mm-hmm. seems. Yeah. Also, um, okay, she shared Jupiter a Pepsi with a, with a cop in that commercial. So, you know, she tried she to make has, the world a better she place. She has believed. She there's has a believed. lot. Johnny Depp, David Bowie, Keanu Reeves. Oh. Um, Keanu, for sure. Oh, my I God. I mean, he has, like, a cult following. Oh. There's a lot. Michael Jordan, previously mentioned. Oh. Oh. Uh, Matt Damon, Blake Lively. I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Mike, Mike Tyson, Cancer in the Ninth. Jupiter, Whoa. Cancer in the Ninth House. Whoa. Okay. Uh, should I do Saturn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Saturn, uh, on the flip side, as you know, as we tend to see these trends, right, with Jupiter and Saturn. So Saturn's not a big say yes planet. Right? Saturn needs a little more proof um, in the pudding. I think this placement out of all of them is the least likely to join a cult um, where some other of these signs might be a little more open to that. And I think Saturn, um, you know, this is like, I think where we could have like our, like our atheist, like prove it to me, show it to me. And I think um, with Saturn and Saturn return, if you have it in the ninth, it could be a, a possible time to see where we might be able to sample different beliefs and make our own thing. If we don't prescribe to one thing or another, I think that can be kind of taboo in some ways of like, I'm a little bit Buddhist and I incorporate elements of this, but there's no, like, I don't know. There's no real rules. I mean, I guess there's organized religion and philosophy, but you can also, it does Saturn. It doesn't have to be so strict. It's what beliefs are. That's is why it's here. The, the book mentions for the exact reason that you're saying that they may be very good in politics because they ah. kind of, they're really shrewd at figuring out different things about like all the working parts. Right. But then they also want to create their own change and like 
um, their own idea and form their own thing. Like my view of the Democratic Party is this. Right. Like, you you see that in politics. It's maybe not this as emotionally tied. It feels it feels very factual. But it also very this to me also has less least likely to join a cult, but also perhaps likely likely to be a cult leader. Oh yeah, because that sociopath. Like the structure, kidding. the structure of belief and and um, restricting beliefs and mm-hmm. and saying that you can only do certain things, making the rules. Like mm-hmm. it's it's uh yeah, like ru- rule making about beliefs. Now I wish I had been looking at these for the whole the celebrities for the whole time because there's so many political players in. Oh, this. and what is Hillary politics Clinton. not making laws? It's yeah, making it's yeah. making the rules. Whoa, and what big groups of people can and can't do? Whoa, Prince Harry, Prince William, the Fourteenth Dalai Lama, Napoleon. Um, who else is a political? Uh, Che Guevara. Nelson Mandela. Uh, friend, friend of the pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, now I, I am like very interested in people's like ninth house because your ideals and your beliefs, it's what we also know people for in many mm-hmm. ways. Like, like the 10th house is your career. So we know, you, maybe we know you for your career or your beliefs and philosophies and your activism. And then, well, 11th house, like activism and social circles. So it's very, I mean, it's, it's seen beliefs like it's very visible beliefs um yeah dope uh uranus so definitely probably not as interested in the tourist trap sort of travel um when we want to see things that are a little more unusual and maybe not necessarily popular um i think you know unlike saturn uranus is going to be really curious about naturally curious about the ideals of other people and how other people are living and um and sort of like what i mentioned with saturn may might already hold a mishmash of different philosophies it isn't going to be oh i'm just this or i'm just that and probably travel itinerary is not um their favorite and as we know from at least from our cap trap generation a lot of us have saturn uranus neptune all conjunct so as we know a lot of confliction here right like these aren't all wanting the same sort of thing the book mentions that they may have an unusual gift for understanding um religious or metaphysical ideas and i saw that um gandhi was one as well oh it's all a mystery to me sorry my watch is talking to me so what did it say it's sort of a mystery mystery to me me. dude that's so ninth house (laughs) it is all a mystery to me it's you're right on brother (laughs) um neptune so i think this is definitely uh the most likely to probably join the cult if anyone was going to gotta gotta love a neptunian uh big cult join energy um yeah and as i mentioned having this cluster if you have the capricorn you know flush this can be tricky because i think there's conflicting energies there but we also i don't know we are such a the cap outer planet crew of growing up with I don't, I feel like we, I hear all the time we're like the first to really like abandon religion, right? Like, I feel like there's articles about this or restructure religion or look, astrology is the millennials new religion. Like how many fucking articles say that we've, you know, found it because of 45 or whatever, you know, like whatever it's about. Um, but anyways, also could love with Neptune, um, you know, the spiritual spirituality is being very important and also the love of travel for the sake of art, to make art, to see art. Um, or maybe even like art school education or or interest in that. So yeah, the creatives, music, art, all the good vibey things. 
Probably also not liking an itinerary all too much, but might appreciate it because it's like, thank you. I don't have to think about it. The book says yoga, which I love. (laughs) Just just yoga. Period. That's all it says. Well, I was just thinking that's this is kind. This feels like a ninth house response, but that that clump of Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus mm-hmm. together, I think, speaks to like we want structure. We would love to believe in structure. We'd love to believe in these institutions, but they have time and time again been toppled <laughs> in some Uranian way, where we have seen like we have been exposed to them. So we can't still believe in these same structures because we've seen them like all fail for what they are but that doesn't mean that we don't want to like worship we don't want yeah we don't want we don't want neptune we want neptune but we just can't do it to these things that you've always worshipped because they've been uranist pluto so okay i've had a few friends with this placement and they've had very similar stories so i'm curious if anyone with pluto ninth relates but um, it could represent having really different beliefs than your family and like really different beliefs, like totally reforming all your beliefs. Like maybe you grew up like Amish as hell and now you're like a slutty Zen Buddhist. I don't know. But I think that this can, since Pluto does deeply care and rides hard for the beliefs, I think it can really be defining in a lot of ways, right? Like Pluto's like, mm-hmm. here's this, like, this is like, it's not something I can ignore. Like we're going to have to have this conversation. Um, also just really being transformed by travel, um, having powerful memory, like that, this is going to push, it's not just like, that was a nice trip. It's like, oh, I'm a new, I'm born anew, which is cool. It's, it's extra heady heavy. The book mentions that they are great truth seekers and mentions some actually people and Nostradamus is one. So that's kind of cool. Whoa. Also a belief about ending about the yeah. world's ending i mean oh that's shit so Pluto in yeah and this yeah great seeking great truth yeah damn and i um, wonder if nostradamus like fought with their parents about like predicting oh, the end sure. of the world or what. <laughs> <laughs> well also because your north node is here it does give a north node for each one i know we didn't do it oh. on, on all of them but since yours is here um the the it kind of is like a little I guess like a affirmation at the end, but it's like develop faith, intuition, and live a life of spiritual growth. Every day, baby. So. That's why I'm out here living that Cali lifestyle. Hell yeah. <laughs> Picking sea beans, uh <laughs> cutting yeah. trees, cutting mushrooms off of trees, just going with the flow. That's what I'm here. I'm what I'm trying to do. That's true. Forging a wig, man. Forging a wig. You got to get a wig so we can go to I know. I know. I literally wrote down at Forging Wigs. I really hope it's not taken. I'll find out once they check later tonight. <laughs> and if so anyone else funny. wants to forage in wigs, hashtag forage in wigs. And, we can uh, have a shared um, Instagram account. We should, do we should like honestly do this. That would be cool. 2021 nope, friend alert. Yet. TM trademark. Uh, yeah. don't take it if it's not taken. Oh, yet. I'm I'm oh. searching before this gets posted. Don't worry. This was insane. <laughs> this is safe. Um, I'm scared that this isn't live. That people aren't <laughs> like, <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh, oh my god, like comments like, going off. I would. I I don't think I'd be able to. I'd be so I distracted. Be so distracted. No, I would be. I would want to read it. Yeah. So on that note. Yes. Well, thank you for not commenting while we record. <laughs> yeah, blowing up our text threads or something. 
We love it. Um, that's the ninth house. It's a good one. It's cool. like they all. I, you know, I'm leaving this feeling the same way I felt about all of them. Like a new, a renewed uh, excitement and mm-hmm. and appreciation and. But it just, just really colors it. the picture too of like thinking of the third of like how we might process and and initially think about things, but then the ninth are ultimate like ideals, and maybe we're not there yet, right? We're always working on finding these ideals and they might shape shift but I feel like it really gives a lot of information to someone's core identity in yeah. any ways right well I think an idea comes before a belief too you know like right yeah. kind of like oh wow I, I never knew this or whatever and then you're like wow the world really works like this mm-hmm. yes yes that's so true so man dope. This this episode just keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us hopefully be a, a maybe ninth house uh, endeavor. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Podcasts yeah. are the ninth. Astrology. Well, astrology. Again, astrology is the ninth. So either way, we're participating in that, and we appreciate you. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.